0: Check us out at heartweightchurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Good morning again. I'm so excited to be leading you all in Centering Prayer today, especially starting this new year. Meditation is my absolute favorite form to commune with God. It's the time where I release all that's in my mind. I release all that I believe that I know. And I can just sit and allow God to speak to me. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to make sense of everything that's going on in my life. Instead, I just surrender and I allow God to speak and feel me and fill me up with his love instead. That's why, was it last year or two years ago that we decided to start Centering Prayer? Danny came up to me and he knew that it was something very important for our community. We needed to introduce it into you know our worship that we have here, this Heartway community. So as we're starting off this new year, if meditation, centering prayer, is not something you're used to or you still feel like you're not doing it right, I want you to let go of all that you think that you know about meditation. Let go of trying to do it right or thinking you're doing it wrong. If your mind wanders, it's okay. All we want you to do is have a moment of peace. Just close your eyes. Take a moment here, allow your body to surrender. Take a nice deep inhale, slowly filling up your belly nice and big, then slowly exhaling releasing all of the air. Again we slowly inhale, nice and big, then gently Exhale, release all of the air. Allow the eyes to close so that your awareness goes deep within. This moment is for you and you only. This is for you to connect with the God that is within you, with the love that you have within yourself love that we experience every day. We settle our minds. We allow ourselves to be still. We allow all of God's love to enter our being, allowing ourselves to slow it all down. We let go of the responsibility We let go of our burdens. We release all the attachments. And we recognize that we are the observer behind it all. We are the loving awareness, the witness to all that we experience. So when the emotions arise, you watch with loving eyes. When fear comes up, you watch with loving eyes. When anything comes up for you, you watch with loving eyes. And as we connect here with God, We allow our bodies to surrender a little bit more. We allow our minds to surrender a little bit more. And we allow with faith to just let it all go. We release it all to Him now. You no longer have to bear the burdens the weight on the shoulders can start to soften. Release all that is not serving to you. Take another deep breath, slowly and gently exhaling, releasing all of the air. Allow yourself to be even more still in this moment. Honor this time that you have. Let's all take one more deep breath slowly really slowly inhale fill through the diaphragm allow it to rise all the way up hold your breath for three two then slowly release all of the air as you release this air you allow all of god's peace to settle on you you allow his love to fill you up you release all the tension. Take a moment now to gently come back to yourself, bringing the awareness back within. When you feel ready, you gently blink those eyes open. My friends, I hope you can take a moment to notice how you're feeling in comparison to when you first walked in. The peace that is settled on to you, that's your true state of being, which means that it's always available for you at any time. Just take a moment to center yourself wherever you are. May peace and love always be with you. Amen, my friends.
0: All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Are we feeling good? I was at a wedding on uh, New Year's and uh, was up pretty late. I still have not recovered, so if you s- see me dragging a little bit, because I had a little, little too much fun. I was, I was actually singing with with uh, Jenny and Taylor. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, we have like literal professional musicians who do our Singing and music every Sunday, and for some reason, they asked me to join them in some of their extracurricular endeavors. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It's really good. This was actually my first gay wedding, very interesting, and they set the bar very high. These guys had like choreographed dances for everything. I don't even know if I could go now back to a regular wedding after experiencing that. I'm like, "Whoa, these guys are like next level." insane oh my gosh and that was nice like Friday night was nice brought like a little bit of uh, just laughter and joy into an otherwise quite heavy week not for me but just like what I'm around all the time Uh, working as a chaplain in hospice with people who are at the end of their lives and uh, somebody from our Heartway community lost uh, their mother uh, this week, and I'm going to do the funeral later today, and it's, it's crazy. I literally experience all of the up and downs of life, like the extremes up and down of life is, is what I'm exposed to daily, and there's nothing special about me. I mean, there's nurses that experience the same thing, and doctors, and officers, and firefighters. It's, it's a crazy world. And yesterday, I was on the phone with um, this woman who lost her mom, who I'm doing the funeral. And what I felt when I was talking to her is like the same thing that I feel oftentimes when I'm with people at their bedside. It's like, there's nothing I can say. What can I possibly say to you right now when you are... In the middle of such deep suffering, what could I possibly have to say to you? So a lot of communicators they talk about how 90% of it's like a joke, it's it's funny because what I do is I, I teach, I share. But 90% or so they say of what I communicate to you this morning, you will forget tomorrow. So The majority of what I say to you now, you're going to forget. And then when I feel like you need to hear something, you're not even capable of hearing it in that moment. So why am I talking so much? I don't know. (laughs) I'm just going to keep doing it. (laughs) And my hope is, my hope is that the words that you guys hear on Sunday morning, they could be like little seeds that are planted in your heart that can be watered. Over time, and that eventually can sprout into this inner sense of peace and tranquility and wholeness. But you've got to figure it out on your own. There is no pastor, no teacher, no book that's going to get it done for you. You've got to go through your stuff and figure it out on your own. And I know we say here like it's all about community and we have each other, and yeah, that's true, but you're also totally alone. <laughs> you're totally alone. And the reality is nobody actually really cares about your problems. That's, that's true, though. <laughs> you know it's true. I mean, the people closest to you, may, like they care, but even still, they can't carry it like you do. It's your problem. It's your issues that you have to resolve, and nobody else can solve that for you. What an encouraging way to start 2022, man. Because that's the thing. And and it's been helpful for me to be in these predicaments with with people because it's uh, helped me get over this savior complex of having to fix everybody and save everybody as if I ever could. All I can do is offer my presence, offer my love, and that's all we can really do for one another, too. So the title of my message today is New Year, Same Problems, because let's get real for a second. (laughs) You can have everything new, new house, new car, new man, new wife, new job. But if you have the same mind, you're going to have the same problems. You bring your problems with you everywhere that you go. Because problems do not exist outside of you. They exist within you. And what I mean by that is the only problems that actually exist are the ones that you give existence to within yourself. The ego would have us believe that life is the problem, that people are the problem, what they say and what they don't say, what they did and what they didn't do. But the source of all your problems is you. There's a guy named Marcus Aurelius. He was the emperor of Rome, and he was a Stoic philosopher. And he wrote down, like, a bunch of notes in his own personal journal that later, after his death, was compiled into a book called Meditations. And it's wonderful reflections on on just his life and his journey of self-discovery. And one of his journal entries says, today I escaped anxiety. No, I discarded it. Because it does not exist outside of me, but within me, in my own perception. So what's problematic is not your life, but your perception of life. You understand? It's not life that is the problem, it's Our perception of life, that is the problem. And so when your mind shifts, so will your life. When your perception shifts, so will the world that you experience. Why is it that a perception shift is so difficult to come by? Because if it was that easy, oh yeah, let me just switch my perception. Let me just change my perception. Let me just change my mind. No, I wish it worked like that, but it doesn't. Why not? Because people do not like to let go of their illusions. We do not like to let go of our version of reality. Because to let go of our version of reality creates such cognitive dissonance within oneself. It is very difficult to admit that you were wrong. And a perception shift requires you to acknowledge that what you were believing to be true about someone or something isn't. I'm going to say it again. A perception shift requires for you to acknowledge that what you were believing to be true about some person or situation isn't true. And who likes to admit that? It's like when my religious beliefs started crumbling, my entire world started crumbling because this is what I thought was real. This is what I thought was true. And if this is not real, if this is not true, what is reality? What is truth? And not knowing drove me crazy. And now I realize not knowing is all there is. I was drowning in uncertainty about life, and then I started to swim in the uncertainty because uncertainty is all there is. To know that you don't know is all there is. (laughs) Perception shift. Perception shift requires you to have a beginner's mind. To always be willing to see things from a different angle. To acknowledge new possibilities other than the ones that you have been entertaining within yourself. And when you realize how tightly people hold on to their illusions, you know, sometimes the most compassionate thing is to let people keep their illusion. Because you may notice that someone else is in some sort of delusion. And you may try and get them to snap out of it. But if they want their delusion, sometimes the most compassionate thing for you to do is to let them keep the delusion. Because right now, it's just what they need and all they can do and all they can see. I was speaking to a friend of mine. She has a a sister who is autistic. And she was telling me that, her sister is so pure, so innocent, so good-hearted. And even though that is the case, she still gets mad and frustrated with this sister of hers that she lives with. Even though she says she's so she is innocent, she doesn't intend to hurt a fly. She, she literally is the purest, like a child, and I still get mad and frustrated with her. But now, after all these years, she told me, I realize that when I'm getting mad at my sister, it's really just me getting myself all worked up. Because she has literally nothing to do with it. I know this because I've been living with her for so long, and I know her heart. I know how pure and innocent this girl is. But I still get mad and frustrated, and it's like, I'm doing this to myself. She realized out of her inter- all those interactions with her sister that, her sister's really just reflecting her back to her. And that's how I see every human being. All you could ever really do is reflect me back to me. You reflect my thinking back to me. And what I think about you tells me a lot more about me than it actually does about you. Because what I think about you is what I think about you. It's, it's the post-it note that I'm putting on you. Oh, that's Gabby. Boom. Hit you. And, and guess what? You can only be what I think you are. Yes. Right. For me. And I can only be what you think I am. So why hold on or cling to any sort of identity? When everybody has a different one for you, you understand? So all I'm ever dealing with is my own mind. All I'm ever dealing with are my own thoughts and projections about who you are. And the same is true with all of life. Everything is your mirror reflecting you back to you. So it's not other people that get you mad and happy and sad and frustrated. That's your mind's doing. Happiness is an inside job. It comes from within. So I want to extend to you an invitation to develop a new spiritual practice. This may not even sound that spiritual to you. But this is an incredible spiritual practice for us to implement into our life. If you would like to, join me in it. This is what I do every day. Wake up every day and tell yourself, how can I maintain a sense of peace within myself without anyone or anything changing? And treat it like a game. Please don't take it serious because you're going to fail a lot. (laughs) But treat it like a game. Okay, how can I maintain my sense of peace without anybody or anything else around me or outside of me changing? So the way I like to say it is my job is to love you. And your job is to get me not to. So when so-and-so is being annoying, that's exactly their job. you, You are literally here to annoy me so that I can understand that it's really me annoying myself. Really. If you annoy me, that's already a red flag in my mind that... I'm lost in something that's not true, because I think you're the problem. So how can I maintain my peace without you changing? It's possible to do this. You gotta be willing to play the game. Again, some days you may win, other days you may lose. But framing your life like this is gonna help you go within yourself. And uh, the sooner that you can arrive at this place where you become undisturbed by that which is external to you, the better off you're gonna be. And the way I've learned to understand it is like this. The less I judge other people, the happier I become. The ego's incessant need to always judge others to develop a a sense of superiority, to assert its own sense of rightness, that ends up doing you more harm than anybody else ever could. This is why one of the foundational teachings of Jesus is do not judge. And it's genius. I like this translation from... The message, don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment, because that critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. (laughs) You you annoy yourself by getting annoyed by others. That's how it boomerangs. (laughs) Something I've seen to be true in my life, too. I wrote it down, actually, this morning, and I don't want to mess it up. So I'll read it to you. This is how I put it. You will always mirror the behavior of what you judge others for. You will always mirror the behavior of what you judge others for. So let yourself be critical by all means. Don't like hold that part back. Be critical and be very judgmental. We're all very good at doing this. (laughs) I just want you to consider how you may also be mirroring that which you are criticizing others for. Because in the moment that you judge another person for anything, you are guilty of that which you are judging them for. So, again, this is just, this is all spirituality is, is looking at yourself in the mirror. It's not about changing other people. It's about changing you. I had someone recently ask me, Danny, don't, don't you feel hurt by what that person did? I said, no, they didn't hurt me. They don't have that much power. Only I can do that. I hurt me when I judge other people. I hurt me when I hold bitterness towards other people. I hurt me when I put certain expectations on people to be something that they are not. I hurt me when I try to change and control other people. But we can't help but do this. It's just the way that we're wired. It's our conditioning. And many of us are unconscious of our conditioning, the way that our environment and our experience and our past traumas have wired us to think and interpret the world around us. We aren't aware of it. And so we see people the way that we see them. We interpret life the way that we interpret life. And we think that that is the way things are. We just accept that as reality when it's really just your version of reality. It's that That's really not how things are. It's how your past is projecting things to be. So... To wake up to yourself is to begin to notice and grow in your awareness of how this mental computer of yours that has been programmed by your parents and your schooling and your social environment and your experiences and your biology, you recognize how this computer of yours is interpreting all of the information around you. And you realize, you wake up to the fact that really, this is just one version of reality. But that doesn't mean that that is what reality is. That's all waking up is. You wake up to the fact that you don't see things as they are, you see things as you are. We don't see things as they are, we see things as we are. If we're not aware, we begin to mistake our version of reality for reality. But whatever your viewpoint may be, and I mean about everything and anything, whatever your viewpoint is about someone or something can only ever be relative and subjective. How can it not? How can your viewpoint and opinion and belief, ever be anything than relative and subjective. You are not God. You do not know all that can be known. God has given many gifts to humanity. Absolute knowledge is not one of them. And so follow me. If my interpretation of life, if the meaning that I assign to things is relative and subjective, then the only value that comes from me holding a belief to be true is found in the effect that that belief has on my mental and emotional condition. So this is how Jesus put it. A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So I want you to consider this in light of this conversation we're having about our perception, about the way that we think, about our beliefs. You know that a belief is good by the fruit that it produces in your life. You know that your interpretation is closer to the truth, which can't be fully known by the fruit that it produces in your life. So I advocate for a kind of spiritual utilitarianism. What that means is beliefs are only valuable to me insofar as they contribute to my peace. Since I cannot know things with absolute certainty, since I can't know that my judgment about you is totally correct, because I don't really know the whole story and I never know the whole story. It doesn't matter how much I think I know the whole story. I don't know the whole story. And let me tell you something, a million people, the whole world can say it's right and it could be wrong. Just because more people believe the lie doesn't make it true. Truth is something that you have to discover and figure out for yourself. And it has nothing to do with how other people perceive it. It's about how you perceive it. Since I can't know. What is absolutely true about this person or this situation that I'm in? Then I will measure the value of my interpretation of this person or this situation on the basis of its utility, meaning does this contribute to my peace or does it make me more fearful? Does this belief open me up and expand me or does it constrict me and shut me down? Is this interpretation of life bringing me a sense of stability or causing chaos to erupt within me? Ask yourself very simply how your perception of this particular situation is either enhancing your life or retracting from your life. And then evaluate the truthfulness and even better than that, the usefulness of the perception that you're holding on to be true and be willing to be wrong about how you've been seeing it. I heard someone say once forgiveness is just realizing that what that person, that what you think that person did to you, they didn't really do to you. That's all forgiveness is. You guys are not ready for that one, I could tell. <laughs> we'll get to that one another week. I'll do a whole forgiveness thing. Some of you are like, "No, I'm not ready for that." They hurt me. That's fine. If you want inner tranquillity, discard every belief that does not have utility towards that end. Judging other people has no utility for me. Blaming you for my problems has no utility for me. Trying to control you has no utility for me. None of those things contribute to my peace. All right, everybody been to the eye doctor, right? Yeah. Okay, you know when you go to the eye doctor and they put this machine on you? Mm-hmm. Anybody know what it's called? No. I looked it up. I don't know if it's, what? Going on. I don't know. Good, good guess, though. <laughs> when, when I looked it up, it said phoropter. Sounds like a dinosaur, but I guess. Phorophtosaurus, okay? Phoropter. This is a phoropter. Okay, when you go to the eye doctor, they put this machine in front of you, and they change the lenses, and then you have to tell them if you can see the letters on the wall clearly. Okay? And this is how the doctor prescribes you with the lenses that you need. Now, I want you to read the description that I found online of this machine and how it works. Look at it. Oh, is that slide there? Okay. The feropter is subjective, meaning the patient tells the eye doctor what he or she is seeing through the various applied lenses. The optometrist will ask the patient to identify which lens is clear through a series of A versus B questions. Why am I showing you this? Because your mind is basically a feropter. Okay? Entertain this with me for a second. Your mind is a feropter. And it offers you lenses through which you see reality in the form of thoughts and beliefs. Okay? But all of those thoughts and beliefs are subjective. You decide what is clear for you. And what is clear for you may not be clear to someone else. But what matters is that you can see with clarity. And when you're sitting behind that machine, when I'm sitting behind it, the doctor's like, okay, how about now? Can you see it now? I'm like, no. He's like, okay, how about now? I'm like, yeah, a little better. Okay, which one's better, one or two? I said, hmm, can you do it again? Yeah, one or two. (laughs) And I'm like, damn, I was like, OK, two, two, yeah, two. He's like, OK, he writes some notes down. OK, that is a wonderful illustration of how we can relate to our thoughts. Treat your thoughts like different lenses. And ask yourself, which one of these lenses is giving me clarity? You, know, you want to know what my definition of clarity is? Peace, peace, so you don't have to freak out if right now you don't see the letters on the wall. It's all really blurry and you're like, oh my God, what is life? Everything is crazy. What's going on? Everything's so blurry. I'm going to go blind. No, you don't have to do that. Just play around with some different lenses, you understand? But when you don't realize that your thoughts are just subjective lenses through which you see the world and you think that those lenses are the objective reality, you'll start freaking out if everything's blurry. You'll start freaking out if it's not clear when really you can just change the lenses. Just try on different lenses. This requires you being open to being wrong. This requires you being open to seeing new possibilities. So if the lenses bring you peace of mind, wear them. If the lenses don't give you peace of mind and clarity, toss them. And just find the lens that fits. Does that make sense? Is that helpful? A little bit. Now. You may be thinking to yourself, well, Danny, this sounds like you're just, this is just deluding yourself, basically. You're just deluding yourself. I mean, you're trying to, to pretend like, like everything's fine when it isn't. Well, sure, I guess I'm, I delude myself, I guess. But we're all deluding ourselves. Your, those negative lenses that you wear are also just as much as, as a delusion. You understand? Just some delusions feel better than others. So I'd rather just be deluded with my delusions. Let me have my God delusion. <laughs> really? Let me have my God delusion. It works for me. But we're all deluded. You're, you're deluding yourself right now. All we can do... You actually can't perceive reality directly, you can only perceive it through the phoropter. You get it? (laughs) That laugh is is someone who understands really, because no, I mean, it gets funny when you really start, it gets very funny, (laughs) because what is real, you know? But we're not gonna talk about that today. Anyways, (sighs) yeah. All right, where was I going to go? Oh, let's look at this passage of scripture here. Oh, okay, I like this. (laughs) Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. The word rule here in the Greek is where uh, we get the word referee from. So, a referee or an umpire in sports is the one that calls the shots. So, I interpret this let peace call the shots. That's it. So, as I'm dealing with different people and personalities, which really, again, you're only ever really dealing with yourself, but let's just say, okay, all these people and personalities and all this stuff, let peace call the shots. How I read you, how I interpret you, the meaning that I am assigning to the things that you do or don't do. All of that is being guided by peace. Peace is my guide. That's how I know if I'm if I've got the right lenses on or not. There's another passage of scripture that I read often from the book of Romans. It says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Okay, so ask yourself the next time that you're in a difficult predicament, when life is really stressful, when things aren't going your way, ask yourself, how could this situation possibly be working for my good? How could this situation possibly be for my benefit? And let your mind go to work and seriously consider all of those options just as much as you consider all of the negative options. There's one teacher that says, balance every thought with its opposite, because the marriage of the two is the end of illusion. Balance every thought with its opposite, because the marriage of the two is the end of illusion. Okay, we interpret things and see things this one way, but there's always the other side. Give as much consideration to that other side as you do to this one. That person doesn't care about me. I don't care about them. How can that be true? <laughs> really? When we're, we're pointing the finger, that person doesn't care about me. Have you considered all the ways maybe that you don't care about them? Bring some balance to it. Bring some. Ba- That's all it is. Balance. You're balancing it out. You know? Um, that person hurt me. What's the opposite? Try the opposite. I hurt, I hurt me. I hurt me. How am I hurting me? Huh. Try that on for a little bit. Let your mind go to work. Play with the lenses. Play with the lenses. And don't take the lenses that serious. If God is for me, who can be against me? Life is for you. It's always, it's always working for you always working for you. So how can I interpret life and assign meaning to life in a way that resonates with that foundational reality that everything happens for me? Everything happens for me. Remember that mind is cause and emotion is effect. Mind is cause, emotion is effect. So all emotional discomfort is there to show you where you have become blinded by false thinking. And in those moments when you realize that you have been blinded by false thinking because there's the stress, there's the anger, there's the bitterness, there's nothing wrong or bad about that at all. It's not about a good or bad or right or wrong thing. It's just, oh, here is stress. Where is this coming from? Your whole life you've been saying I'm stressed because that and that and that and them and this and pa ta ka ta ka and you stay stressed your whole life. I'm inviting you to go within yourself and see with your own eyes the cause of all suffering. In here The worst thing that could ever happen to you is what you're thinking in your mind. Really. Think about the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to you. You could be homeless. The person you love the most can die. You can lose your health. Whatever it is, you want to know what's going to make that experience hell for you? what you are thinking and believing about that experience. That's what's actually creating the experience. The faropter, the lenses. You understand? So all it is is just waking up, waking up to those moments when you are confusing your version of reality for reality itself. That's it. I'm, I'm in a bad dream. That's what it is. And you you just work with this you work with this and uh one thing i would leave you with is this this uh this is something that has to be revealed to you like i said earlier this is something that has to be shown to you in those moments when you when when life is overwhelming you maybe all you can do is just God, help me see things in a different way. Let that be your prayer. That prayer is going to do so many miracles for you. God, I'm open. Help me see this in a different way. And a lot of times, that's going to involve you getting really quiet. The, your mind is going to keep going and going and going and thinking and thinking and thinking and talking and talking and talking. And talking. Get really quiet. Learn how to get still. My definition of stillness is being unmoved by the movements of the mind. That is stillness. To learn how to be unmoved by the movements of the mind. If you can find some stillness within yourself, if you can learn how to get quiet, then truth can be birthed in you. You can start to see what is real. You can start to see past your projections and your illusions. And when that happens, guess what? Now you finally learn how to stand alone. If you are incapable of standing alone internally, you are not yet free. You have to learn how to stand alone. Even when you are in a relationship with someone else, you are alone. Because they can't fulfill you, and if you think they can, you're going to make both of your life hell. They can't make you happy, and it, but, and it, but if you hold them to that standard, it's going to be miserable. Because now you're going to be looking for someone else to give to you what they literally can't. It's impossible. Only you can give that to you. So you be the source of your own love and appreciation and approval. And give to yourself everything that you ask other people for. And be free. So the scriptures say, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's all this is. This is mind renewal. And let love bring that renewal to you. Peace and love will, will give you a beautiful experience of life. It's, it's, the, it's the highest <coughs> Highest possible vibration. God is love, so allow love to saturate you from the inside out, to transform the way that you think, and you will experience peace. It, it, you already, you already have it. All is well. It's all. Everything is fine. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> I, but I promise you, everything's fine. All right, let's pray. God, today we open up our hearts and our minds. And we ask your spirit to transform us, to change us, help us to change the lens so that we can see life for the beautiful gift that it is, shatter our illusions, shatter our delusions, help us to take responsibility for how we are interpreting life and show us how things really are. Remind us that you are for us and not against us. Life is always for us. Wake us up to this reality. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. That was fun. Happy New Year. New Year, same problems. Not, not no more. All right. Love you. Bye.